Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is your tech report. Welcome to your tech report. He is Mitchell Whitfield in Los Angeles. I am Mark Aflalo in Montreal. Mitchell, I was joking with you when we were on the phone. I was saying... I wonder what Apple announced today, and you said, you know, maybe we should stop recording and, and record this next week because they might introduce uh, something else. And I had not realized at the time that they actually unveiled the AirPods 2, which yeah. is um, an interesting thing because this week has been all about Apple and Google and GDC. But l- l- let's let's talk Apple here for a second. So, so yep. far, we're recording this. It's Wednesday. Mm-hmm. They've unveiled two new iPads. Correct. Um Let's go over the iPads which for a very, second. Which the are very confusing. Air? Yeah. The, the, the new iPad Air, which is basically a dumbed-down version of the Gen 1 uh, iPad Pro, which is now a larger size. It's now moved up to like 11 point something, whatever, 10, you know. Correct. They've made that larger. So, okay. And they announced the second thing. And hang thing. on. And they, that starts at four ninety nine and supports the original Apple Pencil. That's, N- that's the Air you're talking about, right? Yeah, that's the Air. Okay. Then correct. we have the iPad Mini. Yep. Which... Uh, resembles the previous iPad Mini in terms of form factor and look that also supports the the original Apple Pencil. And I say original because there's the second generation one with the inductive charging. (laughs) It's old and it's weird, but go ahead, yeah. Um, And and this one, or both of these actually, have brand new innards. I mean, the iPad Mini has the new A12 Bionic chip, Touch ID. It's a beast. Mm-hmm. Up to 256 gigs of storage, support for the Apple mm-hmm. Pencil, 7.9-inch yep. screen. Apparently a better screen, better retina display. Yeah, it has the, uh, what do they call it with the True Light? Or is it True Light? True Tone, uh, True Tone. True, true Tone. I, yeah, I can't keep up with And starting terms, at three ninety nine, which is... <laughs> Don't get me started on the pricing. $50 more expensive than the entry-level 9.7-inch retina display iPad, which yeah. has the same form factor as the iPad Air. No, it doesn't. 9.7 in screen. Mitchell, can you help me through this? Yeah, yeah I okay. really so here, I can't. Here I'm, I'm lost. Here we go. Uh, you know what? I should actually pull this up on my screen. I'm going to pull this up on my screen. I, I'm, I know I'm looking at the heart. moment. This is the lineup, okay? Let me let me walk you through the lineup. You, you yeah, try to explain yeah. this to me, okay? Yeah. So I iPad Pro starting at $799. This mm-hmm. is the 12.9 inch and the 11 inch with the new uh, squared out kind of corners, uh, mm-hmm. liquid retina display, A12X Bionic chip, Face ID, one terabyte of storage, new Apple Pencil, support for the smart keyboard folio. Okay. Right. You know, see, now you're going. You're going down. Basically, you're going from top to bottom, right? Yes. So you have that iPad Pro, like you said, starting at seven ninety nine. Right below that is the new iPad Air that starts at four ninety nine. Correct. Which has that ten point five inch screen, a slimmer, slimmer profile. I mean, slimmer profile compared to the original, but a similar slim profile to the Pro. Yes. But not all the Pros innards. That starts at four ninety nine. Then we have the regular iPad, which is a little chunkier, but we don't judge. We don't body shame here. Not a little on, smaller, not even, so it's nine point seven inch screen. Right. Nine point seven inch screen. Uh, not 
all the features, obviously, that you get with the Air, but you do get a much more affordable price point. This also works with the original Apple Pencil. That starts at 329 Here comes the weirdness to me. Here comes where the weirdness parade really starts. Where the Mini comes Now in. we have the iPad yeah. Mini, okay? The new iPad Mini. Uh, what is it? A 7.9-inch screen, I believe. You still yes. got the True Tone display. Uh, compatibility with the old, original <laughs> Apple Pencil. It just makes me laugh to say it. <laughs> um, and, of course, you said Touch ID. And a starting price point of $399. Now, here's where it gets strange, Mark. Normally, when you see a product line starting from the bottom in ascending uh, in ascending order of you know size, performance, and price, you expect the price to be in an ascending order as well, correct? But that's not the case. The no. iPad Mini, the new one, starts at $399. The larger regular iPad, which has not been updated yet, that starts at $329. This is going to create some interesting confusion among consumers because a consumer is going to say, wait a minute, if I'm getting a smaller iPad, if I'm getting the mini here, shouldn't it be a smaller, less starting price than the original, than the, uh, than the regular iPad? But that's not the case because the mini is going to be sporting a new, I guess the new, the A12 is a newer chip than is in the regular iPad that starts at 329 Is that the case? I think the yes. A12 Bionic is a better chip. So technically your mini is more powerful than your regular iPad, even though the regular iPad is larger and therefore sports a higher price point. Here's the problem, Mark. I know your eyes are rolling into your head. Wow. Why would you do this? Why would you make your mini? I know, and this is the other thing. The iPad mini that starts at 399 has 64 gigs of internal storage. It doesn't even have that much storage. So number one, why do you make that price point higher than the next model up? Why do you make that price point higher than it should be because it's a smaller model and why do you put less storage in there at that higher price point if you're going to have you know if it had maybe started 128 gigs maybe but i want to put that price point at 349 i told you when we when we heard about this there's no way this should be priced at 400 dollars. it's confusing and it's weird yeah, I, I don't I, I don't get it other than the fact that people like their form factors. So yeah. people who are iPad mini users will want to stick with an iPad mini form factor. Then yeah, I maybe guess. that's the logic that goes behind it. I know for my kids, my kids each have an iPad mini. To be perfectly honest, that's because of hand-me-downs over time. If I were to buy kids a new tablet, I'd probably be buying them you know, an Amazon Fire HD for $129. That in my mind is almost disposable at that rate. Yeah, it's pocket um, friendly, you know. So three ninety nine, I, I don't, I don't get that whatsoever. And by the way, you're talking U.S. dollars. Convert that to Canada, yeah. you're looking at like I know five hundred bucks. It's crazy. Um, so, 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 so let's move on to the second day of the week. Oh, and by the way, hold on. I just want to say one more thing about this. I'm sorry, Mark. I don't mean to jump on you like that. Um, there's a reason that it's not compatible with the newer pencil. With the new Apple Pencil, there's a very obvious reason why they say, and it's and it works with the original, older, old school Apple Pencil, which is kind of ridiculous. How often do people put out a new well, product and, the, and really claim compa- there's two reasons? Yeah, number one, no inductive charging on the side of these because there's nowhere to stick them to. That's the main reason. That's that's the main reason. Number two, I don't believe the screen technology has changed much to allow for the new Apple Pencil to be supported by it. You know what? I think that could have been addressed. I think they could have made that work. I really do if they wanted to, if that was important. But with no inductive charging built in uh, on the side of those magnets, the inductive charging on the side of the unit, there was no way because the original Apple Pencil, if you remember, you took the back cap off. It had a, a male, it had a male lightning connector just plugged right into your lightning connector, right? Now, 
the, the, the new Apple Pencil that doesn't have any moving parts. There's nothing to take off. It's well, Except that you can replace the tip, of course, if it wears out. But uh, there's nothing to plug in. The only way to charge the new Apple Pencil is through inductive charging. So I guess they realized, hey, we can't include that with something that can't actually charge it. So rather than put the hardware into these new models that would allow it to charge a pencil inductively and possibly change the style and the sides, the bezel of the units of the new iPads to, to allow it to stick on there, they couldn't do it. No. So it's just kind of weird that they're, you know, that they're touting this great feature that it's compatible with an old product. I think it just looks bad. Doesn't it just look a little weird? It does look a little weird. Okay. All right. No, it's not just me. Now, right, I go jo- ahead. I'm sorry. I joked earlier, before we get into the Macs, let's talk about the AirPods for a second. Sure. Because we expected the second generation AirPods. By the way, we expected all this to be unveiled at their March 25th event, which is happening next week, which means that this event is going to be like totally clear of hardware talk. Uh, yeah. I mean, unless they talk about you know new Apple TV hardware that relates to TV programming. That'd be interesting, um, yeah. So AirPods, AirPods, I mean, AirPods version two, they're not calling them version two, they're just calling them AirPods. Right. Uh, y- you seem to memorize these things automatically in your head. Uh, yeah. R- tell me what's different. Okay, let's start off with battery life. We have greater battery life, longer-lasting batteries in these in these new AirPods, AirPods 2, which is great. But we also have something that helps with that battery life. It's not the battery itself. It's the chip. Instead of having a W1 chip, uh, it now has something called the H1 chip, standing for headphones, of course. And this is a dedicated chip for the headphones to maximize battery life, uh, to manage the sound, manage connectivity. So not only are you getting better, better battery life with this H1, it also improves range. Not just range, but overall connectivity. Because I've had my AirPods next to me, Mark. I don't know about you, and I've had them. Dis- I've had them disconnect. It had nothing to do with proximity. They just disconnected. So, in addition to creating a greater Bluetooth range, it also creates a stronger connection with that H1 chip and your variety of devices, like the uh, like the W1 chip. Once you connect this, you know the new AirPods to with one of your devices, it automatically connects to every device that you have that's connected to your iCloud account. So, we have the increased battery life. We have the H1 chip. We also have something called Siri. Now you do not need to talk into your phone when using your AirPods and your, your, your device. Your your AirPods 2 will recognize the hey, you know who command. I don't want to set off everyone's speaker that's listening. And uh, you can actually communicate directly with your AirPods 2 through that Siri command. And of course, Mark, what do we get now? We get the rechargeable case. Isn't that a nice a thing? Wireless Everybody rechargeable wants, case. A wireless rechargeable case, which, which is, you know, which is another thing that we need air power. We have to talk about that as well. Uh, the rechargeable case will come with the AirPods 2 at a higher price point. If you want to get the AirPods 2 with that rechargeable case, you can get them both for $199. If you want to get the AirPods 2, but a rechargeable case is not something that floats your boat, you can just get it at the regular price of $159, same as the old price for the old AirPods. Uh, and if you're an original AirPods owner and want that new rechargeable case, but don't want to get new AirPods, then you can do that as a standalone purchase for $79. They're also <sighs> saying zero. Zero to 115 <clears throat> minutes of charge, wireless charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty insane, especially wireless charging. That's that's pretty nuts. But you're you're all yeah. you are charging the case as opposed to the, uh, but you know, actual AirPods themselves. Uh, release date and pricing. I, you normally this stuff when they announce it is is there now. So yeah. I'd expect this in stores today, if not tomorrow. Quite honestly, uh, I'm curious about the connector on the bottom because in all the images we see, it's still a lightning connector. I would right. assume it's still a lightning connector. <clears throat> However, yes. yeah. they're shifting away from the lightning connector and a lot of different things. And I think that in the next two years, we're going to see USB Type-C 
on all these products when they are updated. <clears throat> yeah, and I'm hoping I'm hoping that's the case because the the last thing I want to see is now you know air power. This is called air power, right? The other that Supposedly, pad that we it's, heard it's, about twelve it's years ago that never came out. And stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I hope with that product, Apple is not going to have to force is not trying to force people into a wireless universe. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm getting all emotional. Um, I don't know that that's going to happen. I, I'm thinking that, like you said, USB-C is definitely on the horizon for more Apple products, obviously with the new iPad Pros that we have the USB-C. But, Mark, some products just no, don't need the bandwidth that you're afforded with USB-C, both in terms of information and charging. I think AirPods are part of that, you know, one of those products that don't require the heavy-duty sort of charge that maybe, uh, you know, a computer or a new AirPod, you know, new... um iPad Pro requires. Yeah. So I don't know that they would do that, but for consistency, you would hope that all of their products would have a similar sort of charging method, just for consistency's sake, because now we're sort of fragmented, right? Some of the products USB-C, some are still lightning, but, you know, for consistency, I'd like to see them all be the same, but definitely the AirPods are small enough and portable enough that they don't require that much charging power that, you know, USB-C gives you. Um, Apple also refreshed the Apple Watch Band and iPhone case offerings with new colors yeah. for spring. They tend to do that very seasonally. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and let's talk about the Mac because the Mac, um, you know, yeah, the iMac, the yes. iMac. Sorry, the iMac, the entry level iMac now right. has way more powerful combinations. Yeah, um, and the iMac Pro has some new powerful combinations as well. So starting with the uh, with the new iMac, if we go to here and configure, you're going to get latest eight, uh, core i8 and i9 processors, or eighth generation and ninth generation processors. Right, um, faster memory. Faster SSD and cheaper SSD options. That, by the way, is across the board. Cheaper SSD has Correct. affected which the is Mac a nice Mini thing. as well. Yeah, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, you can still configure the hell out of this. Almost over five thousand dollars if you want to. I think our fifty two hundred was fifty two hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, the iMac Pro you can still configure it to up over for fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, and you know why? Because I think just the. I believe what is it? If you if you get the 256 gigs of RAM, they now offer 256 gigs of RAM for the iMac Pro as a top end option. That top end option of just the 256 gigs of RAM, I believe, is over five thousand dollars. So just that option of of making your I don't know who needs 256 gigs of RAM unless you're building the next space shuttle. I don't know, but if you have that option, that option alone costs more than the iMac Pro itself. So just those two options brings it over $10,000, which I thought was very interesting. For you to do nothing else except get the 256 of RAM. Isn't that crazy? That just blows my mind. Are you looking at it right 15, now? You're looking at it right $15, now. $15,699 is the maxed out uh, iMac Pro with the latest GPU, the latest RAM configurations. I mean, uh, it, it's interesting that they focus on the iMac because we still have yet to hear anything about the Mac Pro, but I think we're going to hear about that. Come WWDC. Yeah, in I think June. they kind of have to at that point, don't you? Uh, I think they have to. I mean, at, at this point, you're you're announcing hardware on you know every day of the week leading up to a a March event. I can only imagine what's going to be happening leading up to WWDC because at that point, who knows? Maybe it's time to refresh even more. Uh, I, I don't. You know what? You know what? The, the whole thing about the fifteen thousand dollar iMac. I mean, just saying it out loud sounds ridiculous. But the whole thing about this, Mark, the thing that gets to me is not so much the amount of money that you're paying, but 
to pay that much for a computer that's not upgradable or modular. Yes, you can swap out the RAM, and it's upgradable to an extent, but really only with the RAM. And of course, you have upgrades you can do externally now that people can do eGPUs externally, of course, with that, and you know, adding storage externally through Thunderbolt, and Thunderbolt is basically the same as having internal connectivity. I get that, but $15,000 plus for a computer that you really can't internally upgrade. That sort of rubs me the wrong way. As much as I love it, and I think it's super cool, that's a lot of money for something that pretty much is what it's going to be for the lifetime that you have it. Mm-hmm. And that's you know that's what makes me excited about seeing what the new Mac Pro brings, because I like the idea of modular design. I like the idea of being able to swap in and out to upgrade. I like the idea that something I spend money on does not become disposable within a couple of years, because now, the way that Apple's ecosystem is, where everything basically is what it is, there's not a lot of you know modularity. You can't really update or you, know, you upgrade your systems. I, I kind of feel like they've become expensive expensive, disposable purchases, don't you think? No, and that, that kind of makes me feel weird. Yeah, I agree, especially at that yeah. price. Uh, well, what, what haven't we seen updated this week that we're probably going to see in the next couple of days? iPod, iPod Touch, Touch yeah. is yeah, on yeah. the rumor. I mean, you're looking at the latest version of that device has an A8 chip, 8 megapixel camera, and it starts, <laughs> oh, Mitchell, starts at 199 for 32 gigs. Oh, so, 32 I mean, gigs. What is that even like anymore, right? I mean, I, I'm curious to see what... If anything comes of the iPod Touch, I don't know. Is it worth even releasing a product like that anymore? Uh, you know what? If the price point is reasonable enough, but there has to be a big enough differentiator. The, the price has to be the differentiator here. There has to be a such a low price point that people say, hey, I'm not just going to throw my old iPhone to my kids now that they can you know, deactivate the cell and let them use it as an iPod. Because that's what everybody does, right? Yeah, of course. Everyone gives their older gen iPhones to their kids or to someone else that they let them use as basically an iPod because they you know, don't connect the cellular connection to it. And that becomes a great option as a hand-me-down. But if it's going to be a new product and not a hand-me-down, there has to be a real reason to do it. And the only real reason to do it would be that price point. It has to be so different from an iPhone in terms of price that people say, hey, I'm not going to give them an old iPhone. I'm going to give them the new one that has new functionality, new new chip, fast, 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 but no sell. Make me a, make me a low offer. You so know? what do you think? That's You're thinking $199 for a full screen? Oh, no, it's going to be more. That's gonna, it's going to be closer to $299, I'd imagine. You think $299 for entry level? Yeah. Entry level, really? I would think so, because they'll probably make the entry level anywhere from 64 to $128. Um, yeah. But that's what Apple does. They, you know, they, again, you can't upgrade the storage, so you know, they give you the upgraded storage and say, hey, we're justifying the higher price by giving you more storage. So we'll get an all-screen um, device, right? Because we don't need, you don't need a lot of the sensors that are in an iPhone, so we're going to see like a full, full-screen-to-screen, edge-to-edge design? Or you think uh, we're just gonna, still going to see a home would, button? I don't think they would do an edge-to-edge design. I think that would be weird on their part. I think the first edge-to-edge design would have to come from one of their phones. I think if they if they if they throw out a features that people have been clamoring for to a lower end device, I think the iPhone people get really upset. Even though you you would say so a notch, hey, don't so you, we keep a notch. Uh, they would. I think they would kind of have to. Or keep, or keep a full bezel. Or keep, keep a full, a full bezel. bezel. Hmm. Full bezel because I don't think you can offer something to a lower priced product that you haven't put in your flagship product yet. I think it would create, uh, you know, a problem. You know what I say? What do you say? I say blow up the iPod Touch entirely. Get rid of it. <gasps> That's crazy talk. Death well, of the you know iPod. <laughs> and as an homage to it, I say you, you rename the music app on the iPhone to iPod. I like so that. So that the name lives on forever. That would be wonderful. I wish Apple listened to us more, don't you? They do. You know what? Let's, I let's wish make... we had more pull over there. We have pull with other companies, not with that. Yeah. 
Call, yeah, call no, Tim. No, Just dial yeah, one 800 tim Automatically blocked. <laughs> 1-800-TIM-APPLE will do it. Uh, it is your tech report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Marcus Lalo. We'll be back with more. You've been tuned in to Your Tech Report. Join us again next week for another edition. And be sure to follow Your Tech Report online. Email us, contact at yourtechreport.com. Follow us on Twitter at Your Tech Report. Like us on facebook.com slash yourtechreport. For the latest in breaking tech news and reviews, yourtechreport.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon.